sir, yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Mo Tommy Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, it's funny. I'm laughing to myself because I was thinking the same thing uh, right before we connected. It's, it's, a, it's a lot going on. Um, NCAA football, NFL, hell, Major League Baseball trade deadline. Um, shoot, music, um, you got Cardi B throwing a microphone at, at, at the fans, you got Lizzo being sued for all things body shaming, Lizzo, body shaming. Yeah, I, I don't believe that one one bit. I don't. Yeah, like, because I didn't even, like, I seen somebody post on Facebook and I Googled it. I was like, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody post it, like, talking about you were trying to buy Lane Bryant or something. I, I don't know. I, I I didn't see that coming. Uh, so what's your thoughts on the whole Lizzo situation? <laughs> Man, I, I'm kind of shocked because when I seen that, too, I came across it, I thought it was a joke. I've seen something like sexual harassment and, and body <laughs> shame and like all types of crazy stuff. I said, man, some people got it out. And it's three people. So I'm like, they must really got it out for her because that don't even sound like Lizzo. So that's crazy. Yeah. So I, because um, it was funny, like the day before that with the whole Cardi B throwing the microphone at the fan. Uh, I know some people are saying that before the incident that she asked for them to pour water on her. So I I don't know. I mean, I've seen the video and like she's telling the fans like numerous times, like three different times to throw water on her. And the DJ was saying the same thing because it's so hot in Vegas. And the one fan didn't she didn't know she didn't uh, know the temperature in the room, Rodney. So mm. she just randomly threw water on cardi b during her set so the water throne had already went over with and the one fan comes out of nowhere and throws the water but guess what rodney the girl that got hit with the microphone wasn't the girl that threw the water <laughs> yeah I, yeah it was kind of the um the whole ron artest malice at the palace situation <laughs> so that's what made it so funny I, I don't know, um, in the, the day and age that we are in, like you had the whole Drake being thrown with bras and all different types of stuff. I, I, don't, I don't know, this is new. I just, I never experienced um, anything <laughs> like that before what's going on. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I wish I could say I'm surprised that she reacted the way she did, but... Uh, I'm not. Man, she hit that girl so hard with that Mike Rodney. She apologized and didn't throw the water. Did you see the video? Yeah. <laughs> she hit her with that Mike. And then the crazy, apologize. Yeah, and then the crazy thing is that was like Cardi B's second incident doing that in a like, two-day span because she threw a mic at the DJ the night before yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody can get anything thrown at them when you're around Cardi B. Yeah, so anger management <laughs> may be in her future. Man, that is crazy. She got some good aim, though. She can she can be a quarterback <laughs> for one of them teams. Man. I don't know. 
I don't know, Kyler Murray, watch out. <laughs> Man, Kyler Murray, your job might be in question. Cardi B might be the next quarterback. Jesus. Yeah, so it's it's funny that, you know, we it's sad and it's funny that we start off the show with um, Lizzo and Cardi B like that because um, Bia was was carrying a torch for, for women with her new release. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she not what is it nine nine or ten song um, short album, but overall great album in in my opinion. So I, I thought it was uh, going to be a banner week for for women, and we had the whole Lizzo incident today, and then the whole Cardi B incident yesterday. So man, they just trying they trying their hardest to make the news, man. And it's just like everything just happened at once, man. I, I don't know who carrying more slander, Cardi B and Lizzo or Jameson Williams, because they just, every time we look at the timeline, it's just one of those names just pop up. Yeah, so the, let's talk about J-Mo. Um, it was weird. I don't know if you saw, I think it was uh, World War Sports that posted it, basically asking was J-Mo already a bus. Yeah, and that's that's absurd. He gets into one altercation, which, and then which, all of a sudden it's just. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and the altercation is something that happens usually in training camp. Exactly. That's why I'm sitting there like, what are you? What are they talking about? And why would they even say that? I just thought that was just absurd, man. It just it makes no sense. I don't get it. And then he had a great day today, and I, um, somebody in uh, in the Detroit media posted it, and Amaran Saint Brown basically was like, "Really, this this what this what y'all doing now?" So, yeah, the Detroit media is acting like the media in New York and Los Angeles. Like, it's just getting really ridiculous. I don't know if everybody's trying to have a Stephen A. Smith, uh, Skip Bayless moment, where they just fly off the handle and just report everything is news but nothing this young guy is doing is newsworthy he made a mistake with the gambling that's it yeah and i still don't fully understand the whole six game suspension for gambling um i feel like i don't know i just feel like the nfl needs to revisit it not just because it happened to a detroit lion player i just think that in this day and age, um, when gambling is right on your phone and it's not illegal in the state that he's in and he's not betting on NFL games, I don't I really wouldn't care um if I was the commissioner if he were betting on horse racing or whatever, as long as it wasn't NFL games. Like I don't see the harm. <laughs> exactly. Like I I don't see the harm in that at all. They definitely need to revisit it. But since that situation transpired, they're reporting everything on J-Mo. He can't even pop fireworks by itself. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and they were like, oh, he's shooting off fireworks at 1.30 in the morning. How irresponsible. Um, new flash, at least he didn't blow off his hand like um, some other athlete. So... <laughs> Exactly. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's like 
I'm trying to think who in Detroit sports was like this polarizing. Iverson, maybe. Yeah, because they, you know, they were reporting on him too a lot. And I think Iverson. I think one of the issues with Iverson is he wasn't the Iverson that we were used to, and then two, he was traded for um, Chauncey Billups, who was a beloved Piston. But I can't think of another player in Detroit history. Maybe Grant Hill for other reasons because people thought he was too squeaky clean. But you can't have it both ways, Detroit. <laughs> exactly, like. We always had those players that were squeaky clean, hardworking, family-oriented guys. I, I noticed that. Like, we never had people that really had any type of controversy tied to them. So they latching on to Jamison Williams, and they trying to figure out something that, to tie him into being a bad boy and having this image. But he's just basically a regular football player, man, and he's out there doing all the right things. And he's young. He, like, Yeah. I don't I don't know what you expected. I mean, he's not right. I mean, he's not doing the job Morant. Exactly. So. And then every time you do see him, he's signing autographs for kids and stuff. Like you never see him in a negative light. But they just want to tie him into something negative. That's just crazy to me. Which I don't I don't understand. Um and the bus talk I really don't understand. Like he missed most of the last season with an ACL injury. This year, like he 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 had he had a little hamstring injury or whatever early on in camp. Then he had a little altercation, which, like I said earlier, is bound to happen during training camp. Like you see it across the league, so I don't really understand. Now let's let's see how he performs on the actual field. But to call him a bust this early in his career, come on. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's and it, it drives me crazy because you want to you want to think that Woodward sports would be a little bit different, and they just falling right into that same trap. It, it's starting to be garbage, like it's starting to be really stupid. And yeah, I know they got to give you both sides of the narrative about the man, but this just starting to be ridiculous. Come on now. Yeah. So um, and it, and it's an interesting time in. Right now, because you you got the NFL training camps going on, you got college football officially in full gear mode. Uh, Michigan open camp today. Then Michigan State open camp tomorrow. Um, some other teams have already been in camp a couple of days, and now you got that along with the the NFL training camp, like the 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 headlines at this point and here we are what is it august 2nd and the two biggest running backs on on the market still don't have jobs and dalvin cook and ezekiel elliott yeah this is just i've never seen nothing like this rodney i i swear and both of these guys really didn't have atrocious seasons like they were both coming off of two running back systems, and actually fared pretty well. Like they weren't really that bad. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Like you said, they like Dalvin Cook had a a really good year. Um, Ezekiel Elliott had a good year. He he probably was overshadowed by Pollard, 
um, a, a lot because Dallas used Pollard a lot in the red zone to score a touchdown too. So I don't know, but you can say um, Ezekiel might be a little bit more on the downside of his career compared to Dalvin Cook, but you can't tell me he doesn't have one or two more good years left in him. Yeah, man. You know, you might be right. You might be right. I just, I mean, with so many teams fighting to, you know, get a get a playoff berth or, or fighting to to get stronger, you would think that those two guys would be, would be pivotal. Look at Miami Dolphins. Look at the Jets. Why are you guys not trying to get what, – what's going on? I don't get – I'm not – maybe I don't understand, Rodney. Why are they not trying to get these guys? And not just only them, Leonard Fournette's out there. It's a couple other guys too, Rodney, and just really blowing my mind. Like, are really running backs really that bad? Like, are they – is the running back system dead? Like, I don't know what's going on. This is crazy. Yeah, like, I, like take a team like New England that had Zeke in – earlier this week what is taking so long for y'all to sign him like you have entries at your running back position you have a young quarterback bill o'brien um even when he was offensive coordinator when tom brady was there relied you know on a running back catching the ball out the backfield running the the ball um so i don't understand why especially like new england you're not looking at a Zeke Elliott or a Dalvin Cook. I don't understand what's going on in Las Vegas at this point because Josh Jacobs is not coming. So you either try to make him happy or why don't you cook, kick the tires on signing Dalvin Cook or Zeke for one year? Exactly. Or if if, if I'm even if I'm like the Colts, did you see the Colts are trying to get rid of Jonathan Taylor? He yeah, asked for a trade, too. He requested a trade. Well, Jim Arsay, who was one of the worst owners <laughs> in sports, basically put his foot in his mouth. He basically said to Mike Valenti without saying it, we don't pay running backs. So I, I feel Jonathan Taylor on axing out. Right. So, But this is the way the league is going now. Like, the, the league is not paying running backs a lot of money. Like, this is not – this is not what it used to be a few years ago. Like, guys are really not getting paid what they're worth. And I don't know what type of union that they're having because we just seen Saquon Barkley fold like a damn bag of potato chips. For 900000 <laughs> Right. I just – and these guys are not going to be paid, man, and especially when they're folding like that. Maybe Saquon Barkley's being smart and realize, like, hey, this is it for us. Like – Court running backs at least possibly ten million a season, not probably less than ten million a season now. No yeah. running back is going to be paid more than ten million a season. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how like four years from now. I'm interested to see if uh, Jameer Gibbs has the type of career that the Lions are projecting him to have and. He's lying up all over the, the the field per the reports out of training camp. What happens in four years when he's um, entering the fifth year of his contract and is due for an extension? It'll be interesting to see how the Lions handle that situation. Um, 
Lions never pay nobody, Rodney. That's the sad part about it. The only time they pay someone, they pay the, the quarterback. They suck yeah, at but... paying wide receivers. They suck at paying running backs. They just suck at paying everybody. It's just – I'm scared about that situation. For them. I'm yeah. scared about St. Brown, too. Yeah, I'm going to say St. Brown um, after this season is going to be a very interesting test um, to see um, what Brad Holmes – decide to, decide to do um did you get a chance to check out behind the den yet the 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 draft uh uh youtube video to, the lions put out no you t you told me about it uh a few days ago i did not get a chance uh actually it was last week you told me about it yeah so yeah for those that haven't checked out behind the den it's episode three um and I actually went back and watched episode one and two, and they were good. But episode three, um, it's an hour and a half, and it it takes you behind the scenes of every um, draft pick that the Lions made in, in this past draft. And Jamar Gift was definitely their guy. <laughs> I've never seen a war room, whatever you want to call it, so happy to draft one player. Um, you could tell that they were high on um, Jack Campbell as well. Brian Branch, they were surprised that he fell to them. Uh, um, so it, it's just interesting to see um, the integral workings of uh, the whole drive process. Yeah, I was kind of surprised um, that they were so excited. Um, I did see a, a few clips. From what you had told me, and I, I did see that part right there because they had it. Uh, they had it set up where you can you can watch just that one clip, and I was like, "Wow!" It made me look at things a little differently. Um, of course, you know, I was one of the fans that did not like the draft pick. I thought he was drafted too high, but yeah, and yeah. Then I, and then I think because it does show you, like after he's drafted, Brad Holmes and and Dan Campbell are getting tech from Oregon other organizations that say they, you know, they were high on him and they probably would would have drafted him before the Lions picked the 18. So um, that's that's interesting too. But if I'm Gibbs to see in real time, like they were that excited to draft me, like I, I, I how could you not want to run through a brick wall for Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes after that? Exactly. And that's why I'm like, you know what, maybe this pick's going to really pan out because now it's giving me the thought process of, hey, this team believes in me. Um, so why would I not show out and show up? So it's like he's fighting. He's like an underdog, but he's drafted high. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it, it's not one of those guys that's upset because he got drafted too low. He's drafted high and it's like, hey, I got something to prove because people think I shouldn't have been this high. Yeah, and shoot, he, so what, what you'll also see uh, when you watch it is he, you know, he flies in Detroit the next day, and how could you not be impressed when you fly into the airport and Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders are there to greet you? Oh, no, that's fly. Yeah, and how can you not? the same jacket. Oh, no, that is dope. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> See, and now then, I got to definitely go watch yeah. it. And then on the way from the airport to to the Lions headquarters, 
you're riding in the back seat with Barry Sanders. Like, I don't know how it couldn't have got any better as a running back to be sitting next to probably who was considered the greatest running back other than Jim Jim Brown of all time. So, right, that's what I was saying, man. Like, and don't forget Walter Payton. Everybody will always argue yeah, Walter sweet, Payton. Sweet, sweet, yeah. But I, I always had Barry up there in my. Uh, Barry's always been my number one, man. I'm not gonna take a bear. You know, I'm damn sure ain't taking a Cleveland Brown over my Barry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, now you definitely got me uh, locked in right now. I gotta check it out. I'm definitely gonna yeah, check it, that show out. It, it was really good, really well done. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I don't know how you can't watch that and be not be excited for the season. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised like uh the HBO didn't try to pick that up. Cause yeah. It, it, yeah, cuz like the the presentation and everything on there seems like it was pretty legit like yeah, whoever like he was watching a real show. Yeah, whoever did that from the Lions Media Department did a doggone thing. And then you even get to see um a little bit of Sheila uh Hemp, well, Sheila Ford Hemp as an owner too. So um I thought it was nice that, you know, she took the time to speak to every draft pick. She was in the draft room the whole time, so Yeah, see I like that too. It seemed like she really focused on winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a whole new a whole new different Sheila, man. And that and I'm that's why I'm excited about this season. I'm I'm still one of those people that's drinking the Kool-Aid, like most of the people are these days. And of course, I got them winning the division and hopefully yeah, winning Yahoo, more than ten games. Yahoo Sports is, is is higher on them than ESPN is right now. Yahoo Sports has them. Um, they haven't released the final rankings, but Yahoo Sports has the Lions somewhere in their top twelve because they're one of the teams remaining that has not been listed yet. So. Oh man. Okay now Lions. I mean this this would be the perfect season, man, for them to just take the world by storm. You got a couple games that that pop out at the beginning. If they can you never know what can happen first game of the season. I know a lot of people say, Oh, they're gonna go to Kansas City, they're gonna get thumped, they're gonna get blew no, out. They have no, no I chance. Think they're playing Kansas City right at the perfect time. So at perfect time, Rodney. They playing them at the perfect time. They're gonna get that ring. So they're going to be emotional. Emotion's going to be high. The Lions feel like they should have been in the playoffs last season. So all they got to do is go in there and just play the Lions defense, play their game, do the offensive scheme like they always do. Lions going to score their points regardless. And it's going to be one hell of a game. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Just show up. Just show up and play tough. That's all we ask. Yeah, so – I want to get into some college football because we had some big things happen in this past week. Colorado. The Colorado Coach Prime School leaving the Pac-12 to go back to the Big 12, um, which is as long as I have been alive before they had made the move some years ago. They had always been a member of the Big 12 so, to me, they're going back to where they belong. But then you text me like a day or so later after that happened and said, wait, <laughs> the Big Ten rumor to be going after uh, Washington, Oregon, 
Clemson, and Florida State. Mm-hmm. All the and you notice we said all those regions too, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We said that. We said that like last year. We yeah, said so, the Big Ten is going to go after a team in Florida. Yeah. So that if it happens, that puts the Big Ten at twenty teams, um, and then I think you scheduling wise, especially for football, I think you try to do quadrants of four or something like that. Um, so you would have USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, all West, combination of Nebraska and Iowa, um, somewhere it gets a little tricky with like Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, because I feel like you have to put them all in different regions, and then Florida State, Clemson, maybe you put them in a region with, I don't know, Maryland. Rutgers, mm. maybe something like that. And you see what they are. You see what the coach from uh from the that other. <laughs> I hate Ohio State. I don't even want to say the name, but damn it, you see what they trying to do? What they trying to pull? He trying to say, well, Michigan shouldn't play uh Ohio State at the end of the season, and they should be in two different divisions, and then they have to fight to uh, play each other at the end of the season. Because now you're saying that they can possibly have uh, three different matchups, which so. which I think um, anybody that's true to the rivalry wants to keep that Michigan Ohio State the game at the end of the season, uh, and hell if they play each other again in the the Big Ten playoffs or a championship game, uh, so be it. <laughs> Right, and that's what I was thinking too. I said, okay, if they do happen, if that happens, and it, it really doesn't happen that much, it doesn't happen often. And then they said, well, they can probably, since they're extending the playoffs and adding more teams, they can run into each other again. So you're talking about teams that's probably going to play each other three different times during the season. Would you like that, Rodney? Would you take three different teams? I mean, three teams, two teams playing three different times? I wouldn't mind it. I mean, you see it in college basketball sometimes sometime with the tournament. Um, but, yeah, if, like, if we got an Alabama-Georgia twice, I don't think anybody would care. Or, like, an LSU-Alabama or something like that. USC-Ohio State, if that happened, or USC-Michigan happened a couple of times, I, I, I just think it adds to the intrigue that you have to try to beat this team, like, Again or twice or even three times. So, I mean, I'm all for it, especially if, like, the way it's headed, you might, what are you going to have? The SEC with 20 teams, the Big Ten with 20 teams. <laughs> it seems like the Big 12 is going to hang, like, I could eventually see the Big 12 and the ACC merging. So you have three superpowers because let's be real, the the Pac-12 isn't even 12 teams anymore. I think it's nine. So right, right. So like, and do you? I think we should have a name change. These it can't be the Big Ten no more with 20 teams. <laughs> well, you know they just they really just say big now. Right, that's what I I noticed that too. It just say big. Yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah. I, and I think they're going to add some more, too. I mean, okay, let's be honest, Rodney. Let's say they do add Clemson. They add Florida State. 
They add Washington and add Oregon. Because the Big Ten said, oh, we're not going to add any more schools. We're not, we're, not, we're not thirsty for more schools. They're going to add those schools. And guess what? If Notre Dame says, hey, we want to join too, I'm quite sure that they're going to have the door wide the goddamn fuck open. Well, Notre Dame well, to come in. Well, the, like, the, other, the other rumor is that the Big Ten presidents, they're high on adding um, North Carolina, Virginia, in in Notre Dame, so that that's those three teams intrigue me for different reasons. Virginia doesn't really move the needle, but North Carolina and basketball alone uh, would be very very interesting. And then if you add Notre Dame, you have the Michigan Notre Dame rivalry coming back. You keep the U USC Notre Dame rivalry, and it just UCLA. Yeah, it just makes more sense. Um, yeah. So. And then, you know what? And I would say throw Duke in there, too. I mean, Duke might have lost their luster in, in basketball because, of course, they don't have Coach K, but they've been pretty decent in uh, in football and in, in basketball, too. Don't get me wrong. Basketball, too. Uh, Coach K still has his presence felt there because they got them ranked pretty high this time, and te or teams are – are kind of bowing down to them in the conference because they're always getting high recruiting. So yeah, and they they. I wouldn't mind seeing Duke. Yeah, so yeah. I don't. That's the because I the thing I read today is um, UCLA in particular is not very high on adding Oregon or Washington. So and the reason is laughable to me is because they feel like if you. By adding them, once again, I'll have to play, have to fight Oregon and Washington for um, California recruits. Right. And right now, what's going for them is being in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, yeah, that, and I, I can kind of see that. I can yeah. see that. I just, yeah. I just find it laughable because if, I mean, uh, to me, recruiting is all 50 states at this point. I think um, name, image, and likeness has definitely changed how each school recruits um, in some aspects. Like you just had Blake Quorum today talking about NIL at Michigan saying, you know, we don't pay players up front, but if you come in and put in the work, you're going to make a nice, a nice amount of money because he's making um, seven figures this year at Michigan. So... Yeah, some good money right there. Now, look look at this, too, Rodney. Think about it like this. The Big Ten alone, we know the Big Ten alone is a moneymaker. SEC, um, of course, is a huge moneymaker, too. But the promotion that the Big Ten gets is just absurd. I, I, I think it's like ten times more than – it's a few teams. It's a few teams in the SEC that really stand out that really kill them. But every single team, even though the teams that are bad are money makers in the Big Ten. Like, you mm -hmm. got to really think about it like that. Like, it's teams in the Big Ten that make so much money and have high recruiting. Everybody, you're going to get good recruits regardless everywhere. Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin. I mean, and then all the Iowa. And you are, you're projected to be a high draft pick. So, 
no matter where you go in the Big Ten, all eyes are on you. And then you're adding on UCLA and USC. I mean, come on, man. Big Ten is where it's at. Maybe because I'm a Big Ten guy. Maybe I'm biased. It sounds like I'm biased. Maybe I am. Which is understandable, but I think, one, when you look at the markets that the Big Ten has been able to infiltrate, right? You get Rutgers, so you get the New York market, the largest market in the, in the country. You add mm-hmm. UCLA, UC, USC, you get LA, second biggest market. DC is up there, market size, Chicago, Detroit. Um, so those right there. And then if you're able to add North Carolina or something, now you're getting a Charlotte market. If you got Florida State, you're getting basically all the of Florida. Florida. Right. Uh, where, like, the SEC, yes, you have Atlanta, um, and you have the the Texas market, which are large, but you those are your, your two biggies where the Big Ten just basically said, hey, we'll – We'll we'll trump you. We'll pick up the L.A. market. (laughs) Exactly, which is a super smart move on their end. I mean, traveling too. If I'm I'm these players, man, you get to play at these iconic stadiums. You get to go to USC and play at the Rose Bowl. You get to go to the Big House. You get to go to the Shoe. You get to go – I mean, come on. You get to have whiteout games at Penn State. I mean, come on, man. Why would on Wisconsin? Yeah, like come on. You got all these iconic stadiums, man, and these iconic games coming up. It's just like slugfest after slugfest. And I, I I mean the way I look at the SEC, you got some of these teams, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're really bad for numerous seasons, where Alabama is continuously in Georgia, continuously good every time. But the rest of those teams are terrible. Well, you got Penn State is always going to give you a good fight. Iowa's going to give you a good fight. Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, uh, the uh, Illinois has been really good lately. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you just got – USC is good. Uh, UCLA is good. I mean, Nebraska's been the pits lately and, and Rutgers. Wisconsin, Wisconsin is great. Every five – oh, Minnesota. Minnesota, Purdue. Like, you got teams that are really good that's going to give you a fight and every game is entertaining. Yeah, so it's, it's it's shoot. This season of college football is going to be good, but next season when you have Texas and Oklahoma officially in the SEC, and you have USC, UCLA, and the Big Ten, it's it's going to be a a new level in, of intensity, and those those two leagues are. They're going to eat whatever other league they they want to eat, and the Pac-12 just might as well be DOA because, <laughs> to be honest, the big thing you had in the Pac-12 at this point was Dion. I know, and that that just that blew my mind with that move too. And they're not even established yet as like a winner or anything. So I'm kind of fi- trying to figure out like where does he go. Because no matter, I don't know, it felt like he probably had a chance because USC and uh, uh, UCLA were leaving. So he might have had a chance if he can get over the hump of Oregon and Washington and Washington State. But now it's like, what the hell is he going to do? Because you're leaving out of that division and you're going to a way stronger division. 
and you gonna get your teeth kicked in. Yeah, it'll be if 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 it's one thing that Dion has won um, since he's been coaching, it has been the the social media influence. His son um, that does his social media for him and in the University of Colorado. Um, he did it at Jackson State too. It's like second to none. So, um, and don't like he coasting at Jackson State. Not trying to take anything away from the HBCU, but he's definitely moved up a, a couple of, of pegs on the ladder. So um, we'll find out real quick whether he can coach or not. So especially with with them having TCU to kick off the season. Um, Mm. I, I'm kind of I'm scared about that game because I, I it just whew, man if TCU comes in and I know TCU is going to be fired up they're bringing back a lot of young guys that were on that those uh those great teams they had last year last couple of years actually um I think they're going to kick the shit out of them and that could be a confidence you know it can break your confidence it can break or boost your confidence. If they beat the shit out of them by a lot of points, Rodney, that that's how the season's been starting for uh, Colorado over the past what five years. They've just been getting stumped to the ground, winning one or two games a season. If 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 that, I think one season they didn't win that game at all. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I'm very one thing for sure though is it will be must see TV like every game, Dion. Um, Colorado will probably be on TV. Um, I know they already sold out their season tickets. Uh, hell, they sold out the damn free game. So, if nothing else, people are going to be tuning in to see Dion. Um, mm. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Prime is must-see TV, man. That's why they brought them in there. And you know how college sports is, too. So, basically, the coach is the face of the franchise. So, you're right about that, Rodney. You're right about that. Yeah, let's, let's see um, how far the Dion hype train goes. I'm hoping because, hell, if, you know, if you're part of our generation, you grew up loving Deion Sanders as a player. Um, he was must-see TV as a player prime time. So, I'm hoping he's successful, but this season might get ugly. Just TCU, <laughs> UCLA, I believe Oregon's on their schedule. Uh, they have an interesting, I know Nebraska has not been good these last few seasons, but with Matt Rule coming in, um, your first home game is against Nebraska. That That's going to be very, very interesting too, so. Man, it's gonna be ugly. It's gonna get ugly. Remember, we were doing that show. Remember, we did a show, and we uh, <laughs> Rodney, you laughing, you cracking up, because I know I know you don't want to relive this, but we were trying to figure out how many games they can possibly win. You know, we always pull on our Negro Domus helmets, and we try to figure out like what what do you, what do we think was gonna happen? Like, yeah, during the season. I, think, I think I was at eight at one point. Yeah, and I was like, Rodney, are you okay? <laughs> and I and I think I might be down to three. Man, I'm I got a hot two. I still believe that they're gonna possibly win two games this season. I know you said you're down to three. I'm saying two. Um, even that Nebraska team is really tricky and strong, man. Like uh, uh 
Yeah, they got a tough schedule, man. I, I really don't see them really doing too much. All those other teams they got, like, they done redid their rosters. Everybody getting got a little stronger. I'm surprised Colorado just so many people left and transferred out of the – used the transfer portal. That just blew my mind. Yeah, I'm I'm still baffled that he has so many people that transferred to Colorado and didn't even make it through um all the way through spring, spring practice and transferred out. So it's it's going to be very very interesting. Um, can we talk NBA real quick? Yes. Um, NBA sending a memo out to teams about Damian Lillard. Which, at this point, I don't know why we have Stevie Wonder know he want to go to Miami. Will, yeah. will he get traded before the season starts? Him, James Harden, um, they're, they're both still out there. And they're both still unsigned. Um, yeah, I mean... Right now, Rodney, I was watching ESPN like not too long ago, and they were talking about Joel Embiid getting traded. I think everybody's on the table, and eventually it's going to happen. I, I believe, I believe so that it will start at the beginning of the season. I think that, uh, I think that Damian Lillard will be traded before the season starts. James Harden, on the other hand, that's tricky. I think he possibly a, a suit up for Philadelphia. Cause what I, I don't I think Philadelphia is asking for too much. You see, they were asking too much for Tobias Harris, so you can only imagine what the hell they asking for for James oh, yeah, Harden. The, the Tobias Harris <laughs> action price was laughable. Yeah, I was like, what are they trying to do? So I think they're trying to clean house right now. I think they're even putting uh, Embiid on the on the table too, since uh, you're getting rid of his buddies, and it's possibly that you can get a big haul for Embiid and then just start over. Just start over because right now you're not going to win anything. But if I'm if I'm a fan in Philadelphia, I'm not buying the process 2.0. <laughs> exactly. I think, in all honesty, I think you run it back one more time. All the teams have changed. Everything's different. Your kryptonite was the Boston Celtics. You had the Boston Celtics three games to two, and you lost. You lost the one at home, and then you lost at Boston. When you went back to Boston, I mean, come yeah, on. and 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 Boston is 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 a different team now. Um, with Porzingis, you you don't have Marcus Smart there anymore. It'll be very interesting. I'm really like I said this on a previous podcast last week. I'm really curious to see what happens with Jason Tatum deal. Now that you threw. The largest contract in NBA history at Jalen Brown when he's maybe the second second best player on the team. So right. what did Tatum yeah. get? Um, and and then like you got a lot of storyline still unresolved. Um, this season, Pistons have have to move somebody. Hell, they just resigned Buddy Beheim, which I. I don't I don't know what's going on with the Pistons at this point. <laughs> They're just doing anything. I don't, I was sitting there cracking up. I was laughing to myself. I said, these motherfuckers just signing anybody. They only they just signed Xavier Simpson too. I know a lot of these guys are just gonna play in the G League, but it's, I mean, come on, it's, Pistons. It's, it's, what are you it's doing? still it's still laughable. Like 
you you have like the Detroit sports world is upside down when when the Detroit Lions are the team that you have the most hope in is something. Exactly. And the Tigers, man, almost came close. But then they I just don't understand like these trades. They wind up trading Lorenzen and then they tried to trade Rodriguez, but he declined his trade to the Dodgers. Thank yeah, God. Which, with I understand they said family reasons. He wants to remain close to his family on the East Coast. But hell, it's not it's not even a full six months that you would be on the West Coast away from your family. And you can opt out of your deal at the end of the season. I I, I don't understand it. I'm, I, I can't think of too many people that wouldn't mind to go to L.A. to chase a ring. For less than six months, I, well, I the way he's the way he's playing, Rodney. He's playing like shit. Not gonna even lie. His first year with the Tigers, remember he went MIA. He was gone for a long period of time. Those Dodgers fans will kill him. Like they really, they're serious about their freaking baseball team. And for them to waste that their time to pick him up and him not to show up, yeah, they'll kill him. And not then. Gonna even... <laughs> Then the other thing is, from a GM point of view, if you knew the Dodgers were one of his 10 teams that he can evoke, and I don't understand, and this goes back to that wonderful Alavita, why you give a player a 10-team 10, 10 no-trade option in their contract. But if I'm Scott Harris, you should have had a second team lined up. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? The 10 teams that he probably picked, none of you probably want them. That's yeah, the sad part about they're it. They're all they were all West Coast team, and then you have the New York Mets. If there is ever a case where a manager and GM is probably going to get fired at the end of the season, you come in to the to the season with the highest payroll in baseball, and you're so far to contention. You just basically had a fire sale, Verlander. Like if they like traded like seven players. Yeah, they they clean house. Man, the only one that's still there is the core. <laughs> yeah, they clean house like crazy, man. And I and it, it, when your team underachieves, man, it's time to just blow it up. It is what it is. I was just disappointed in the Tigers, man, because the division is actually still winnable if you go into like a little yeah, five man, or six yeah. game winning streak. The, the division is so bad that you are twelve games. <laughs> Think you twelve games under five hundred, but you are only six and a half back of being at first. Yeah, that's why I was like, "What are you doing? Like, you're not making trades to even progress and be better, man." Like, I thought we could have kept Lorenzo. I know he's a free agent next year, so they were saying the Tigers probably wouldn't have enough money to resign him back. And then well, the money I, that you paying, I, I don't understand because Miggy comes off the books next year. Exactly, that's what I was just about to say. Miggy comes off the books, so. I just I'm kind of confused, man. I I don't know what's going on with the Tigers, man, and, and what direction they're trying to be in. But uh, hopefully they they get back to their winning ways. So yeah, E Rod will probably be off the books. Hell, if you could, hell, I would have been trying to get rid of Hobby Bias. At this point, I just just buy him out because he's swinging at pitches that little leaguers don't swing at. Man, he swing, pitches be a mile away from him. He still be swinging. Just, uh, I don't understand it. But he got a history of doing that, so that's him. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Oh, Rodney, 
before we get anything? What about a little bit of boxing? Okay. Um, you want to talk about this Bud and, and Spence fight? Because um, Spence, the, 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 the meme with Martin and his <laughs> face together, I can't with the internet. <laughs> Man, the internet is undefeated, man. Bus and yeah, that's said, exactly what I want to talk about. <laughs> Bus said, I'm going to give you punch elections. <laughs> man, beat him like he stole something, man. And that was just a, that was a dominant fight, man. I don't believe it was Stephen A. Smith and some of these other people were saying too, saying that uh, Spencer retired. I just don't, I don't agree with that. He got his butt handed to him. Like, it, it just, it is what it is. He wasn't prepared. Do you give him? Do you believe he should get a rematch? Though, you, would you want to see them two fight again? So, I'm gonna say yes with a caveat. I, I need Spence to. I need he need he need a couple of tuna fights before uh, a full blown uh, rematch. But shoot, that fight was over when Bud came out with Eminem. So. Man, as soon as I seen that, I was like, yo, my mom's had a fight party. So as soon as I seen that at the fight party, I was like, yo, this is over with. Like, even Spence was like, yo, that's Eminem. Like, Spence was even shook. I'm like, he didn't see Eminem backstage. Like, Yeah, they, they should have just had Vince Carter come out and say, it's over. Man, he came out, the crowd was hyped. And I don't know who was rapping for Spence. It was some dude from Texas. He kept saying he's from Texas. I guess that's the song. But, yeah, as soon as Crawford came out with Eminem, it was a wrap, man. I just knew it was over with from there. Yeah, so now here's a, something I saw online that I want you to weigh in because Crawford had beat Mayweather. You know, they two totally different fighters, man. And that Even was Spence is a different fighter. Yeah. Because Crawford kind of reminds me more of a uh, Roy Jones-type fighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a Tarver, Antonio, Antonio Tarver, Roy Jones type. You know, guys yeah. that actually come in there and actually, like, want to fight. Where Mayweather, he he'll stick and move, man. He literally sticking and moving every time. Oh, so, the, yeah. other, the other tweet that had me cracking up is somebody talking about Bud turned into Hitman. Man, he came <laughs> out with a vengeance, man. And, like, he wasn't backing down, man. Like, they was both going at each other, which I really love. I love boxing matches where guys really square up. And they really going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. You know, they they throwing punches. They, they Ain't nobody running. Like, they really going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. They all in. Yeah, so. I mean, do you, would you want to see Javante Davis or Charlo be next for Bud Crawford? Charlo, maybe. But I, I think he, he beats them, too. I think he beats Charlo, too, which is crazy. Because Charlo's shown that he, he can be knocked down and beaten. Um, yeah, the... the... Crawford right now, I don't, I don't know if there's anyone out currently um, that that could be him. Especially if, like if he if he comes out on the tear like he did in in this Spence fight, like I, I really no, I don't see it. Yeah, you right about that. I just you know what what kind of threw me off too is like watching everybody chime in and everybody had their take on the fight. And and it's not to it's not to downplay what what Crawford did, saying that Spence wasn't ready. Because Crawford really he beat him. He whooped him. But for right. other fighters to come out, like Javante Davis said, well I'll beat Crawford in, in six rounds. In less than six rounds. Probably six Javante rounds. Javante Davis sit his ass now. 
Yeah, so I was like, yo, the disrespect is so real, man, because a lot of people really not giving credit to Crawford for really fighting an excellent fight, and they really just disrespecting the man. Yeah. Um, can't get out of here without this note. Since WrestleMania, I mean, SummerSlam is here in Detroit. Are you watching? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> It's Stone Cold Steve Austin will say, hell yeah, I'm watching it. And I, I'm trying to sneak and go uh, catch out some of these. Uh, they got a bunch of different uh, wrestling promotions here in town. And they have. Yeah, um, so yeah. I, I, it's funny you say that because I just had a um, one of my coworkers that's, that's big in the wrestling too. He literally just took a picture in front of every WWE poster that's up downtown. Man, like, I, I want to go check out some of those. And, and I see, like, a bunch of stars, like, in and around town, too. And Yeah, man, I know they got the Friday Night Smackdown and a bunch of other stuff going on in, in different uh, in different cities. But, yeah, a lot of the stars are already here, and they're hanging out and doing uh, – they're doing pop-ups at different places and signing autographs. So it's a good it's good to see. Yeah, I'll I'll be tuning in on Peacock. It was funny because they were like these SummerSlam prices tickets make Beyonce tickets look cheap. <laughs> so. Man, yeah, I got a couple of buddies. Our our friend Carlos is going, and uh, a couple of our other uh, buddies are going. So yeah, I'm excited just because they going. Man, they feel like I'm gonna be there, and I know they're gonna be recording everything on their phone. So yeah. Um. Shoot, man, speaking of WWE, I think, shoot, Vince man is under under investigation from the SEC, so. Oh, no, again? Yes. Uh, uh, he can't stay out his own way. That's what I said. I was like, hmm. He's, he's like, I guess another Donald Trump just staying in trouble at this point. <laughs> All that dirty laundry comes out when they get older, man. It, it is all bad. Yeah, because I had to look up how old Vince McMahon is. I'm like, he he's looked old since the Stone Cold era. So. Right. He's always had that boss image. Even before then, when he was like the commentator, I was like, yo, he's old as hell, like commentating. He just always looked old. Yeah, so um, I'm excited, though. It's always good when you have a... Big WWE event in town, whether it's SummerSlam, WrestleMania, uh, the Royal Rumble. Um, shoot, I was at the, the, as a kid, I went to the Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan match. So, that, I will always remember that. Oh, that was an iconic match, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that. And I think that's going to be good for the city, too, man. If you're a huge wrestling fan, we've been hungry for a huge wrestling event since we had WrestleMania at Ford Field. So this is, uh, yeah, this is huge, man, very huge. Yeah, so um, if you if you care to watch, it's Saturday. I believe coverage kicks off on Peacock at 730. Uh Next week, we're running uh, Friday Night Karaoke back at the gallery. Um, tickets are only $20 right now, so. Man, I'm excited, and it's going to be a good time. Um, a lot of people show up, show out. 
Let's have a good time. Come do some karaoke with us. Of course, yeah. me and Rodney hosting. Yeah. yeah, so come come to Friday night karaoke next week at the gallery. Like I said, tickets for that day, tickets all day that day are $20. Um, got, shoot, we got a live band coming um, August 26th. Also got the podcast workshop today, so we got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, we have a new exhibit um, debuting August the 12th, so you actually might get a sneak peek at karaoke night next week. Um, see the new African Safari um, immersive experience. Oh, nice, nice. I can't wait to experience that. That's going to be dope. And when is the podcast again? Um, August 26th uh, from 12 to 2. Perfect. All right. We will be there. And I'll, I'll be at the gallery all day that day because... After I leave that, I'll be setting up for the um, the the live. We have a live band, a live DJ. Uh, have a um, mobile bartender coming. So just a lot of stuff going on in August. So just shoot. And I guess I guess by the next podcast, I'll be able to let you guys know if we can host. Um, live TV events, so it could be some NFL tailgating events coming on in the future. Hell, we could probably do a fight night at the gallery. Ooh, yeah. I thought that would, now that idea right there was like that. That really caught my eye right there. Fight night at the gallery, though. But the tailgating events would be awesome too. I would like that also. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, missing an Ohio State immersive experience. <laughs> so. Ooh. Yeah, that'll be dope. I'll see that in the future. Mm-hmm. So, uh, other than that, oh, the 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 untold stories are starting to come out. So Jake Paul just dropped this week on Netflix. I believe next week is Johnny Football. So, and then. Um, after that, you have the 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 Florida Gators. So, oh the, my goodness, <laughs> the the um, Tim Tebow and the convicts, Florida Gators. <laughs> so, yeah, that is nuts, man. I, I definitely want to see that. Yeah, but the uh, um, the Paul one is all right now. So that was the first one in the series to drop. But I know everybody is waiting. I'm waiting on the Johnny Football and the and this and this. What are I think it called Swamp Swamp Kings or the one on the Florida Gators? That's the one I'm really waiting on. So yeah, that's what I want to see too. Like that that whole team was just nasty, man. And then the behind the scenes, man, and what happened is just crazy. So. Yeah, and then um, before we get out of here, did you see Aaron Fen- uh, Hernandez's brother was arrested recently? Yeah, the school thing, man. Trying to, yeah, uh, yeah that's nuts. Whoa, the whole yeah. the whole family is bat crazy, bat shit crazy. What? Yeah, that that was another one where I was like, you had to do a double take. Like, wait, what? Yeah, he tried to set up a school shooting, man, which is crazy to me. Yeah, so and I'm like, is this really the way you want to defend your brother's name? Because apparently that was, that's what it was over. Nah, I don't know. I, 
pray for that whole family because that that's just insane. Yeah, that's just just let it go, man. Just let it go. Your brother was crazy and all types of stuff, man. Just let the shit go. Yeah, so, um, but catch us next week. Next hell, I think next week is actually the Hall of Fame game. So NFL preseason will be officially underway. I'm quite sure it'll be some more Dion news. Um, kind of want to get into the whole. Uh, I'll give y'all my full review of the Bia album. And it was another album that dropped that I can't think of right now, but. Hmm. Yeah, I can't think of uh, the other album that dropped either, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Bia album. Yeah, so. Um, catch us on the B side and we'll see y'all next week. Peace.